Hello and welcome to the Bangers List Podcast. You're here with Joel and Julian again. We've got a bonus guest today, Daniel. How are you, buddy? I'm good, thanks, Joel. How are you, man? Fantastic. So I guess everyone wants to know what are your credentials like? Why, why do you get to have an opinion on music, mate? What do you do with yourself? So I run a guitar teaching company. All right. I, we'll I leave. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll just get out. Can you play the drums as well? I dabble in drums. I can ne- definitely not play to the standard that you do, Julian. All right, well, let's just, we'll just leave anyway. <laughs> How long have you been playing guitar for? I've been playing guitar for about the past, oh, would have been about the last 12, 13 years now. There you go. Oh, mate, your opinion yeah. counts. It's then. my life. Guitar <laughs> is my life. Casually? Or, no, well, you're actually in a band now as well. I am in a band, in a covers do, band. Do you want to give them a plug or? No, no plugs on no, my no. show. No. <laughs> no plugs. We're staying anonymous. Yeah. Um, all right, look, this week, a big one for you, Julian and myself, uh, first Australian band we're doing. Yep. Um, you love them, Polaris. Yes. Um, from Sydney, we'll be doing Consume, so we'll just jump into that now. Sorry, what do you want to say about that one? Oh, well, do you want to do you want to start? Yeah, I'm, look, I'll uh, I'll I'll start with this one because I think I actually um I might have introduced this song to you guys a, a while back. Um, Oops, sorry, my phone's going off. <laughs> how dare you? Car- yeah, Cardinal how dare you? Sin. Cardinal I just turned my phone on silent. Yeah, all no, for I did nothing. that as well. Yeah, <laughs> professionalism. Through and through. But look, I I came across this song. Um, well, I listened to uh, The Mortal Coil, the album yeah. that this is off, uh, first of all. And this is one of the last songs I came across on that album, the last song I sort of fell in love with. I actually came across it um, uh, randomly when I was when I was working out one time. And, uh, I oh, found working it, it out. Was, yeah. It just gave me, that, uh, gave me that buzz, that drive, you know, and, and really sort of clicked with me. And then, and then I introduced it to a few of my friends, you guys included. And, uh, and look, here we are. It's just a... It's a banger. It's, it's, it's it really a, it's is a banger. Song. It really truly I, is a banger. It's got it all. I actually didn't listen to it when you put it on the list. Right. Like I, I, I listened to it once, and like for the record, I'm now a huge Polaris. So I'm actually wearing a Polaris shirt right now. Yeah, everyone can yeah. see that. Beautiful. <laughs> 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 I'm just for everyone here, but um, my mate, a friend of mine, said, "Hey, you, if you do anything this year, last this is last year, he goes, if you do anything this year, listen to this record." And that was the Mortal Coil. So that was sort of how I came across it. And much like you, I just you, you hear it a couple of times, and you, you just that's massive. It's a huge. And this sort of, this song was actually the first one they released on that album from memory. Uh, so I believe so. It was yeah, before the album came out, they released that song. So you could be. I know they put out the remedy first. Yeah, oh, okay, and did and then this tune, one, and then the album. I know this they, was um they they debuted this live back in I think two thousand and seventeen. Yeah, that's a way to go. They so, a song live. Yeah, I think yeah, they um I was, I was doing yeah I was checking them out on YouTube and uh, this came up and it was a clip from late two thousand and seventeen, so before the album had even uh, come come about, you know. Yeah, because so. it was what did I say? It was Mar No, it was November twenty seventeen. I believe the record came out. Right there we yeah. go. Well, I, when I saw them do the um. I saw them play in Sydney last year in November. Oh no, yeah, it was it was like the start of November, and they said he said that that day it was like the first of November was the exact one year anniversary. So it was out. It was they had those lead singles come out a little while before, but I think that's like quite common now as well. 
like more so, but bands are putting out a single two to three months before a record or even up to six months before a record. Yeah, you got to get that hype. Or even more so, they're doing, like Wage War just did it. Oh, sorry, Slipknot did it as well. They put out All Out Life, like nearly a year before the record comes out, but it's not part of the record. Oh. You know, so that's something the bands are doing as well. It's weird. Yeah, yeah I think... Uh, given this day and age it's so easy to get your music out there especially if you're already established yeah. uh, with the the streaming services available such as Spotify Apple Music etc etc oh, et and they uh, had it's, it's so easy just to just to smash those singles out yeah well I guess a little bit of a backstory on anyone that doesn't know them they've um, they're from South Sydney like the Shire so oh, right. I think like Cronulla area not um, South West Sydney not that there's anything wrong with that <clears throat> um, they put out uh, two EPs before this there was Dichotomy in 2015 and then The Guilt and the Grief in 20... no 2016 yeah and The Guilt and the Grief it actually didn't get a great reception from what I saw uh, a lot of comments were like this is another basic metalcore band and they're not doing anything adventurous well how uh, like how people said that I don't know because if you like you listen yeah, to it it's, it's great like, it's unreal yeah sure they are like just taking the same metalcore thing but like they Nail it! And I, I enjoy that EP, but obviously yeah. in Mortal Coil, like they've nailed well, it, it again. Dichotomy was one, and then they stepped up again with the yeah. guilt and the grief, and then they stepped so, up even again. higher. Yeah, they're really with the Mortal Coil. Found, yeah, like, but I, I, I didn't. I, a lot of people have said, yeah, like they're sort of generic metalcore, but like that record had a lot more technicality on it. Than a lot of people gave it credit for, like guitar, drum, and sort of just all arrangement wise. And there's nothing wrong you with know? being. Like basic metalcore, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Like, no, yeah, if you nail it, awesome. Like, there's space for more good metalcore bands. Um, look, the song itself, there's some really good guitar work. What do you reckon? Like, especially the start, there's a bit of tapping in those like lead parts What's there. That, that open and then the, the, yep, the tapping. Yeah, yeah. Um, any other good guitar parts in there, buddy? Absolutely. Any parts it's, you um, like? Oh, look, there's there's I don't think there's a single part of the song I don't like, which is why it stands out so much, but. Uh, that that intro, especially uh, the the technical yeah. element. Actually, this song has a solo, doesn't it? It, it does. does. It's yeah. one okay. of the. Yeah, that's pretty fucking cool. And that I, is, I love especially solo, for, right. for modern metal. That is huge. Yeah, yeah. not not a lot of bands go down. Because it's hard. To, it's hard days. to fit into the song a lot of the time. Mm. I I assume, but these guys like this song with the solo. Yeah. I reckon the solo. Yeah. They've got a couple of solos on that record, but Ryan Sue, their lead guitarist. Yeah, he's their lead. Um, he does that really well, and I've seen him do it live a couple of times, and he nails it every time. So yeah, he was um he was actually he used to he made his sort of name on YouTube doing guitar covers and stuff like that. He's one of those dudes that really knows oh, his really? craft. Yeah, oh, if you look him up on YouTube, he's only twenty two at the moment. Um, you can see videos of him looking like he's twelve, like you know when he was when he pretty much was twelve, and he was insane at guitar back then. And then so to see him sort of grow up and and then join a band like that, yeah, is, that's awesome. massive, you know. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. And what stands out about that's that song this song and that solo in particular is uh, the song to my ear anyway is in a major key uh, for a, a pretty hardcore metal song to That's be in a major really key yeah. knowing like you know the keys and everything <laughs> yeah. which is like yep smash the open string win the game uh, and so the major <laughs> key meant to give like you know more positive vibes sound better well it's very it's a very uplifting it has a very uplifting upbeat vibe to it which Not is that what's the, this song isn't uplifting like lyrically at all it's no, a pretty deep no, no. song and it goes to show like you can make it work in this key exactly yeah. major key and um, they, they're tuning speaking which you love this because we love speaking about the tuning they play in like A and B drop A and B yeah but at the same time on this album in particular none of their songs 
really have a consistent shooting. They didn't stick to one shooting, they're just picking it up. No, this one was uh, down half a step, right? Or drop uh, drop C sharp. This one drop C sharp. I believe, yeah. yeah. Sure. This particular song. Yeah, this particular song, drop C so that's, sharp. That's not the drummer, what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> that's not too low for their average stuff. But uh, and on, even on stage, they're just saying half the songs, you know, they're just playing all sorts of different guitars and they own heaps of guitars because, like, the like to fuck around with tuning too much they're just yeah. like this one's in this tuning let's bang out yeah. this one their guitar Rick Schneider and Ryan Sue they are both really talented dudes mm. and with that comes a certain level of like technicality that they, they want to have a very high amount of technicality or quality in their music so that's yeah. really shows and still quite young so room yeah. for growth if they yeah. want to yeah, do yeah. more stuff yeah yeah. Um, and look I'm sure you're excited to talk about this one Julian so this Polaris album yeah. was done in a home studio right well they, they rented they rented a house in Mollymook Yes, uh, and they flew. I forget who the producers were. Like two guys, two well-known guys from the states. Yeah, they flew them over, um, and basically they all stayed in this. All the I think the producers stayed elsewhere, but the band they set up shop in this house. So uh, there's actually a thing on YouTube of them talking about it. But their reasoning for doing it was they could access the music and the recording equipment and everything whenever they liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, they still track the drums at a proper uh, studio. Um, for reasons I assume it's just for, for quality and stuff like that because it was easier to record drums at a studio than uh, sort of impermanent setup but they said that it took a lot of pressure off them from feeling like you know when you're in the studio you've only got a certain amount of time you get in at nine you set up you've got to smash it out till five and then you leave again and yeah. I can't remember exactly where I read it I'm 90% sure I heard it in an interview with them the um, lyrics behind this song actually relate to them being st- they, were, they were sort of concerned about following up the guilt and the grief because obviously it had such a massive reception uh they were concerned that in you know making the mortal coil record they weren't going to make something as good and they had so much pressure on themselves to write something better than the guilt and the grief and uh-huh. that's sort of as i understood it that lyrics sort of touch on that like they're sort of saying you know we, didn't, we never should have had this cross to bear so on and so forth so oh, I'm, I'm 90% sure I, Look, I'm pretty sure I heard <laughs> Jamie Hale say that in an interview but like I could be wrong but it makes sense and it's sort of thematically it, it goes with, with that message so. okay see I did look at the lyrics and I thought it was like a social commentary and obviously there's the obligatory cleans for a chorus yeah. um, but I thought just the one that was just talking about yeah like the social commentary on how the world is at the moment and then I was like that's wrong like I'm so basic I've got to look more into it oh. and so apparently this is what the band has kind of said about it yeah consume is about like manufactured dissatisfaction and the media conditioning like everyone, us, to always yeah. feel like we want more, need more, and believe the grass is always greener on like the other side. So always looking for that something new kind of thing. And like, you know, we all love retail therapy to help satiate our ever-growing envy of everybody else. And like, we haven't even noticed we've built up this thing that we're all projecting our own contentment in our lives to social media because we want to see, you know, oh, look, I'm having a great life. It's all good. And um, we've all been seduced, which is the best line in the fucking song. We've all been seduced into craving small dopamine hits in any way we can, which is like almost robbing a generation of deep relationships is that that's what it was and I, when I read that I was like oh that makes a lot of sense that's yeah. pretty deep but it all seems good too well, I, I can't remember I yeah. swear I, I heard that in an interview somewhere but I think you know going on on your like their explanation that you've got there I, I think definitely there are a lot of bands that have come like these days that have a very political message very anti-social media message and but it's more direct like Northland have that song Citizen and it's sort of they reference Edward Snowden sort of in the end of it and I think this is very much the same but it's not not to say North Lane is but it's not super preachy yeah no. it's, it's looking at it from in my opinion a more intrapersonal level so focusing on you and your um, 
interactions with everything around you rather than sort of we as society. Yeah, gotcha. You know I mean, that's why I especially love that line, like social seduction. He just yeah. like screams it. It's yeah. fucking just really before good. the breakdown there. Yeah, yeah. And at the, right at the very end. What do you reckon about the lyrics, mate? Lyrics, the funny thing with me with lyrics, I don't pay a lot of attention to them. Classic, classic guitarist. Yeah, look, I, I'm all about the, I'm all about the, like, this, don't get me wrong, they play a part for sure and there are certain, certain, uh, parts of a song that might grab me more than others and, um, where more lyrics may sort of get my attention but generally speaking, it's the, uh, it's the the music as a whole that draws yeah, me in. Funny for a singer to say, even singing for fucking years and you don't care about lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> Probably because they're so fucking hard to write, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. And like, no, nah, they're, nah, they're fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> and like, every song in this album has like really not, not necessarily deep lyrics, but like good, really lyrically well structured. And Jamie Hales, who we'll talk about a bit more now, fucking nails them. How good are his yeah. vocals? He does the screamer. Oh, amazing! Yeah. Amazing. Well, he does cleans as well. He does the cleans as well. So on Dust Today, he does okay. the the verses. Yeah, he does those like raspy, no, kind like of the, cleans. The full, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess, I guess you call him raspy. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But their um, their 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 drummer Dan Finari, he actually writes all the lyrics for the band. Oh, oh, there we go. And um, then Jamie Howes and um, Jake Steinhauser, the the bass player, does the cleans. They have said, you know, like he writes most of them, and then we sort of just like work with them and, and need them in a position yeah whatever they him. think feels best for the line yeah they'll like if it's clean if it's screams they'll just whatever yeah, yeah it works clearly back to your point Hale's like definitely nails them on this record like I wasn't big on his vocals on their first release but He's come a long way this real like the Guild and the Grief record and the Mortal Coil particularly like their vocal duo outstanding in my opinion I know I, I'm a massive fanboy in that respect but you sort of show it to a lot of people and they can't find faults with it either yeah. And that's when you go, yes, I know this his, is good. His voice has rapidly developed to become like really strong and like he's got the stamina to obviously play live. Yeah. And like keep that level of intensity going for like whole sets and stuff. Absolutely. And, like, which yeah. is crucial. Which, yeah, crucial, yeah, exactly. And it he actually, shows in his I've seen him a few albums. times. He actually has this, he'll like go, because he's got that shout style, yep. but he used to have like a growl, so it sort of shows, but he'll, when he's doing some of the lines, he'll sort of throw more intensity at his shout, if you will, and sort of turns it into a fry. Like really, like dials it up yeah. to a thousand. So yeah. it's a, it's a much more in, it's like a scream, but sort of much more intense. If that makes sense. Yeah, gotcha. So, but you, you like um, what's his name? Lucas Magyar that we were talking about last, last week. week. You yeah. see him at the end of his show, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm cooked." Yeah, and so that just goes spent. to show it's you're almost an athlete if you're if you're a singer and you're a screamer. It takes a lot out of you, right? Over yeah. the course of a set. Um, speaking of these guys and their live presence in the, the country, the world. Um, fuck, I forgot what I was gonna say. Well, they've, they've, had a, they've had a pretty big year and a half. Once they, they put out the Mortal Coil, within a year and a half of the Mortal Coil, com- Mortal Coil coming out, they did three sold-out laps of the country on their own right. As a, the headliner. As the headliner, oh. yep. They were on the undercard for Parkway's 10 Years of Horizons tour. Yep. I was at that show in Sydney, and I didn't listen to them at that point. I got into about a month later, yeah. kicking myself. <laughs> so that's it. Fuck me. And then... They were good. They were amazing. So then they got, they got the undercard for... Um, Architects Holy Hell Tour that's just come and gone a few months ago over in England. Uh, Parkway took them to America with August Burns Red as well. Uh, and they've just completed a, a Europe tour and they're about to get on Wage Wars undercard for their new record release. Mm. Oh, wow. they're, they're just about to put out as well. Yeah. They're coming uh, when Architects and they're, come, and, yeah, come and they're on Architects undercard yeah, as well yeah. for the Holy Hell Australia tour. Yeah. So not only did they have them in the U, they flew them out to the UK and Europe, 
they've, they've picked them up in Australia as well but I mean a lot of people saw that coming and you guys have seen them live I haven't so you've got to get out and see them like they're good live they're yeah, yeah they've got a great energy live yeah, and they're pretty young they'd want to yeah yeah you know being a, a young metal band you'd want to have good energy but uh, there is something a bit different about like them the way like, they deliver it the passion yeah. that's clearly there I, um, I, I went on the uh, 10 year uh, Horizons you're at that show as well um, oh, yeah, I went to went to the Tivoli at it um Brisbane, right. and it was fucking hot. It was like forty degrees, and even hotter inside. Um, and I wanted to. I was there for Parkway, obviously, but I'd started getting into Polaris by that point. They Mortal Coil had been out a couple of months, and yeah. I'd given it a few listens. And I was a fan, and it was growing on me. Uh, and I went and uh, I, I went and, went and moshed hard for Parkway, but I saved my energy uh, watching um, Polaris. And I went up to the the second tier and just. The, the crowd was nuts, hey. It, was, uh, well, it, it, would, have, it would have given Parkway a, a run for Absolutely. its money. Like it was, with it was their... a hometown show. I was actually on... Yeah. I'd broken my leg three month, less than three months before that show. So yeah. I was on crutches for that. So we... My friend drove me up there um, so we could both... Because we're both like Parkway fans from way back. And um, so we, we were sitting out the bar because I obviously, you know, it was standing room only at uh, the Metro in Sydney. So we, did, we were listening to them and I was just like... In the back of my head, I was like, we should go check them out because... I remembered that someone said they were really good. Yeah, but yeah, no. Yeah, you always feel like the out. opening yeah. band for a big act. You're like, oh, I don't care. It's the opening band. When, yeah. yeah, there's a big attitude for that as well. That's. Yeah. I think that's not just in Australia. Like it's everywhere, all across the world. Like a lot of opening bands don't get a lot of exposure. No, it's hard. You and know, that's like, 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 but that's the thing. Like, even if you don't stand and watch them, like, just go early. Even if you stand at the bar, I think people need to just have a presence like a physical presence for those bands do you know what I mean because oh, yeah. they might do one thing that you like that like sucks you in and exactly yes. one massive sorry, like, sidetrack yeah. here but you know yeah like exactly right one mm-hmm. breakdown you know um, you might bump into the singer and talk to them or whatever so exactly which sort of that's right segues into my experience with them live I saw them at the one of the venues here in town the basement mm. on their second of three sold out tours they did a regional tour and by that point, I was, you know, massively into them. And I'm, I bought their Mortal Call on vinyl, and I knew they were going to have them there. So I, I got myself a, a golden Sharpie, and I went there and bought another one. I said, hey, could you sign this? And the guy at the selling the merch was Jamie Hales, the singer. I said, hey, can you sign this? And he goes, oh, me or the whole band? I was like, I mean, like, the whole band would be cool. He goes, yeah, all right. So he puts, he puts <laughs> yeah, no worries. He takes it, take, grabs a pen. I buy it. I give it back to him. He takes the pen and everything. And then he sells, like, two more shirts. Then he goes, like, just puts the, the merch sales on hold for a minute, walks around the venue, finds all the guys in the band, gets them to sign it, and brings it back and says, mate, I've got it here at the merch desk, just come get it after the show. Fuck yeah. And then, to make, like, yeah, make, make things even better, I was at the bar with a friend, and he was there, and I just had a chat with him, and, like, they were the most humble bunch of dudes, the whole, like, he was just super stoked to be playing a sold-out show on, like, a Wednesday night in Canberra. Yeah, like they couldn't have been happy to be there so I, I remember one of your mates telling us that like he was at a show and there was some older woman there and ended up being like Danielle's mum or something <laughs> yeah they, 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 his mum my friend actually asked him about that and he goes yeah I remember that yeah, so gotcha. it's weird, weird people you meet across like you know being in a band and stuff you'd you go from like city to city and there'd always be people that'd be like, hey, do you remember me? And you're like, no, <laughs> never met you before but I mean, yeah not to harp on about it too much but I was blown away by how humble they were do you know what I mean like they, they didn't just get up to play the show and then sit in the back room like the whole all of the support bands 
these guys were in the crowd mingling at the bar having a drink just talking to fans getting photos the whole fucking time so you get to sell yourself oh I guess, yeah. huge work so, ethic like a year or so ago you said to me like this Polaris band man they're the next big thing and I was like oh yeah give them a listen they're, they're alright they're pretty good but like how do you know when you've made it have they made it What's, what is making it now you know like when you come off the back of the guilt and the grief and then into the, the an EP, a debut EP like that and you get as, as much exposure as they have exposure bucks yeah well you, you know they like you know think about any other band that you've known that was coming up the ranks with a debut EP that's done that many like massive tours yeah they the didn't expect it to be half. that good no either so no. they were kind of shocked by their own success but like you say he's working at the merchant stand for himself yeah. his own band like obviously the pay can't be huge you'd think or well like, yeah but I mean you know maybe I don't know why he does it maybe it's just to cut costs yeah maybe because he likes talking to people it yeah. could be a myriad of well, things well yeah, it's, it's, yeah it could be all of the above you know um you can uh it's a passion thing, yeah I yeah guess look it, it is so you want to you want to it's it's a way to promote and if you're there selling the shirts yourself i mean it's gonna probably if someone meets attract a bit more attention it's not yeah. some random dude it's like hey exactly. there's there's jamie let's let's That's get in there to. let's get in there but on the topic of have you made it i think a big indicator these days is uh the uh festivals and and you look at the the crowds they can pull at yeah. festivals and uh, and the yeah. stages that they play and they play download I saw them at download yeah. at Sydney and download's still got a long way to go in Australia in the UK it's one of the it's it's, it's, got it's got the, a, the it's got biggest a very festival good here, exactly yeah. yeah and it'll be it'll be as you know I'm I'm confident it would be as big as Soundwave give it a well, give, they, it, give it a few more years they're on like they've just done like three different European festivals as well yeah exactly no, like, like it's they're, just, they're getting asked to play festivals exactly everywhere. and they were on they're on the the main stage they're on the same stage as Slayer <laughs> obviously earlier in the yeah. day That's but they pulled sick. in they pulled in you know, thousands of people and I mean e- even though it was like a hometown show for them mm. I think they would they, I think they did that in the, at the Melbourne one as well yeah. they had a huge crowd too so yeah, yeah. they've got to that point now when they I think one of the indicators that you've made it is when you if you're from a big city like Sydney when you play a hometown show the, the amount of support you have will only be X amount like slightly greater than if you played another big city do you know what I mean like so yeah. you, like their crowd size in Melbourne for download would sort of be the, the similar size to the Sydney one it's not just like oh everyone knows it's from Sydney we're going to get like you know 2,000 of our mates to come and watch us it's we you know a band that pulls crowds consistently and then you know they're doing it on multiple continents now as well mm. so, exactly so it's like yeah I think they're on I don't know that they've made it yet because they, that would be really early to peak but I hope they haven't peaked yet. How many? Because like I don't know how they're making their money. Like obviously you have to big successful tours. Well, is probably making money. Merch is merch is huge. Merch sorry, is sorry to cut you off there, but merch is massive. And I was speaking to my um, drum teacher about this very recently, and uh, we spend half the time drumming, half the time talking shit about about music, and because we've got this very similar tastes. Um, and he. He mentioned how important the how important merch sales are in uh, in bands' incomes these days. He used Airborne as an example. Like they just, you, you guys know Airborne, yeah, right? The ACDC, ACDC sounding band. sounding band. But you haven't heard of them in Australia, right? Like Not you really. barely ever hear them touring Australia. They're over in Europe doing those festivals over and over again, and they just sell thousands and thousands of shirts yeah. every every festival. 
and that's how they're generating so if you want to support the majority your bands, of their income. If you want to support like a local band or a band you love, like buy, buy a shirt. Buy a fucking shirt. And if you yeah. don't want to wear it, like I get that. Maybe it's a bit cringy wearing a band you shirt. Don't have to wear it. Yeah, just, just show buy support. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Because <laughs> I'm wearing a shirt now. I'm a shirt right now. <laughs> Fuck you. Because yeah, you got you got Parkway trackies on as well. Oh, shit. Because <laughs> I was I was looking into it, man. <laughs> it turns out that um obviously with the advent of Spotify, YouTube, and all that, people have changed how they get their music. 2002 or early 2000s was kind of when the music industry did this big backflip where record sales was the way to make money. In Australia, it was like a $40 billion industry, right? And now they're saying it's only like a, like a quarter of that. Mm. So all these bands aren't selling records, you know, down at the local CD shop or anything. Maybe JB Hi-Fi will sell some CDs here and there, but like, that's not how they're making their money, so... Vinyl's big. Yeah, vinyl's, vinyl's, vinyl's the resurgence of vinyl. I got, I got yep. two copies of both their records. Yeah. Not, not on purpose. I one of them. I actually got one of them for a gift. My friend didn't realize I had it already. And got it for me, but I was like, "Yeah, I'll go get that." Don't like, of course, I yeah. fucking have this already. You know? Yes, what's <laughs> wrong with you? <laughs> no, I think yeah, that's something that important as well. Vinyl has made a huge comeback. You know, like it's it was sort of always there, but a lot of the the core bands and I mean even metal bands and stuff like that, they're all doing their stuff on vinyl again now. So I think that mm. it hasn't overtake or replaced CD sales, but like a pre-sale with a vinyl is. Is always really popular, you know? Yeah, yeah there's no so. way fucking CDs and vinyl are ever going to compete with what Spotify stuff. Like, if I pay 10 bucks for Spotify and I have all my favourite albums on there, like, as if I'm going to pay for it. And it's a shame for the bands, and I'm sorry, bands, not supporting it properly, but that's just where it's come. You've got to be more creative. But I think the good thing about Spotify as well is it's residual income. Like, mm. every play gets you... I don't, it, it'd be a really small amount, but there's always that, that, that um, revenue ticking over rather than... Someone bought a twenty dollar t- uh, um, CD and that's it. Yeah. So I don't think it would have replaced it, but it's it's sort of somewhat of a uh, you know like a bonus, I guess, or it's it's a replacement of income. Yeah, it's something better than nothing, even though it basically is nothing. Look, right, well, let's uh, move into the big uh, what back, another story. I was going to say we've been talking about the band song. <laughs> back to the song itself. Um, Joel, how many breakdowns are there? Oh, dude, I was going to say there was three, but then the pre-solo breakdown. I'm not going to count it. So is there two? Um, I would say there's one. Okay. One big ass awesome breakdown. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's right at the end too. Mm, yeah. That's if we're going on. You know, there's the, the the bit after. You know, we've been chasing for perfection. I've drawn into the social seduction and social seduction, and there's that bit where it's not a breakdown, but it's got that sort of like really fast um, guitar chuck, tremolo chucking, oh, okay. I guess, yeah. and then it goes into the solo, and then there's the sort of breakdown after that, or there's a chorus, and then the um, breakdown. So I would say one. Just one fat one breakdown. One. That's all you need for a good song. They've got a solo in there as well. Well, they, they don't really... Awesome. They, they don't... For a metalcore band, they don't have a lot of breakdowns. They mm. use them very... I don't want to say tastefully, but they're, they're very specific. Like, the, the Guilt McGreef had a couple, uh, and this one's got a couple, but it's not... They're definitely using them as a centerpiece, like we've talked about before, rather than we're just going to chug and, you know... Yeah. So if you like and um what do you guys... Got for honourable mentions from the other stuff because I was going to say I like, I think it's unfamiliar on the EP. Yeah, I really like that one. If you'd like and shoot me, might like that. Um, anything else? Crooked Path. Yeah, path. the, the, yeah, the closing down, closing line. track of, of Mortal Coil. It is second last one. It is the second last one. Yeah, is it? Song oh, is the go. last one. Ah, that's right. Yeah. Is, yeah, so I would say but, Crooked Path and Casualty. Yeah, like the, casualty the Crooked Path Sonder yeah. combination that just. Crooked Path for me is, is is the best one off that record. Oh, it's just the, the melodies are just so yeah. it just hits hits the spot lyrically, the spot. musically. Yeah, it's it's a ten. So so look, how many? I think I know what you're gonna say. How many? <laughs> this is the crux of the show, mate. How many bangs out of ten we want to give it? I'll start. Look, it's a it's a fucking great song. 
I'm going to say 7.5 yeah. for this one. I, I, weak spots maybe some of the cleans, but like, fuck, that's just because I'm being critical and I've said that before, but otherwise, yeah, great song, 7.5. What do you reckon, Daniel? I'm going to give it a 9. A 9. I think it ticks a lot of boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. good, man. Glad to hear it. Yeah. And I, w- I was going to give it a 10 and I was thinking about it the other day. I was driving my cars. We, you can't really like, 10 setting the bar too high. I would say 9. I would be, it would be a nine and a half, but it's not my favorite song off the record. Gotcha. But it's still really solid. It's one of those records where you don't have a song that's bad. They're just there's only there's one or two that you sort of don't like as much as the rest of them. If that yeah. makes sense. This yeah. is not one gotcha. of them, but yeah. yeah, if it was Crooked Path, it'd be probably like a nine and a half, ten. But solid, very very solid nine. So do yourself a favor, support some Aussie metal, listen to the Mortal Coil. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Anything else you guys want to add today? Should we get oh, out of just, here? Just yeah. on on the, the topic mate? of. Polaris in general yeah. I, I just uh, something that, that occurred to me during our, our conversation here but um, you guys listened to the, the hardest 100 last year did you guys check that out <laughs> yeah I did that. so that's I think it was Australia it was Triple J Australian yeah. radio band their hottest metal songs <laughs> <laughs> voted by obviously all the listeners of Triple J's like just all metal songs right and you could vote mm. online it was, a, it was because the uh, Triple J's hottest 100 there was not one metal song in the entire Oh, they do that on purpose, though. And, no, yeah. Sometimes we get a tinfoil hat out. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Metal bands usually do get in there that have, like, a bit of representation. Yeah, Three usually or four get, songs. Usually so you're saying there was none last year, so they did the metal. I think, yeah. So yeah. the 2018 uh, Hottest 100, there was there were no hard rock or metal songs that, that made the cut. So some guy decided to do a Hardest 100, and it was the hardest, so the, the, your best 100 rock and metal songs of all time. Yeah, it was all time, yeah, that's and, right. Sick. And I, I know a lot of this was because of the hype, because the Mortal Coil had been out for only a couple of months at this stage, but uh, The Remedy, that was, I believe, number three on the Ooh, countdown. Fuck yeah, boy. Yeah, I got beaten only by Metallica Arch- and, Architects, right? and Architects, yeah. Because it was what? Um... Dooms, Doomsday, Doomsday yeah, of course, yeah. and uh, Master of Puppets. So wow, yeah, that's, that's some, cool. that's some, you know. Just speaking of show. speaking of making it, hey, I know I said a lot of that was hype for sure because it was fresh, it was new, and people the buzz going around for Polaris. But still, they've, they've that is definitely amazing. stood up to that in the yeah. last sort of year and a half as well. Yeah, absolutely. As far as like working and reputation goes, so I have to do another album pretty soon. Don't burn yeah. yourselves out, boys. But another album soon would be nice. Well, they've even said they're they're doing like a couple more tours. But yep. this year they wanted to focus on international markets, and then they're actually doing a a record sort of closer to the end of the year. So they've okay. said that they're sort of writing for it. Um, it's such a paramount fear as well when you have, like, I have a band that's just gone from strength to strength and then they've got a new record coming out and you get really nervous about it because I, I think everyone can say they've been in a position where, a band, not, not that the band has let them down, but they've put out a record um, as a follow-on that wasn't as good or wasn't as strong. Um, I'm not going to say let the ocean take me, but... <laughs> there's some deep-seated issues here and I feel you I get it <laughs> no look I actually do really like that record but do you know what I mean it's it's. I think it's and that's part of having known a band for a long time and sort of there are a lot of bands you've been on this journey with and then they change stylistically and maybe you're not ready to deal with that yeah, but if your band changes or evolves in a way you're not happy with like no worries maybe just go listen to something new check, yeah. check something else out like there's that's so right. much out there now especially like maybe they'll listen to a good album in the future and just wait for that Please, Emily. Please. <laughs> <laughs> John's getting on the bandwagon now. <laughs> no, there's a lot of love for Amity in this room. It's just, yeah, yeah there's that, that's a perfect no. example of us. You just sort of grow apart with a band. You don't, you know, outgrow that's them. Right. And that's right. That's right. You, but and you still listen for the nostalgia factor now and then. Yeah. You know, oh, well, I, love. 
not to bang on about it too much, but I've, I've been doing it the whole time. The Mortal Coil was the first record I'd heard since Youngbloods that was that good. Every song back to front, loved yeah. it. Yeah, so that, like the, you know, like mm. you've known me for years. Like Youngbloods was always sort of the yardstick mm. of like where like a really good sort of hardcore metalcore record from an Australian yeah. band was. And like a lot of other bands had good records as well, but it was that sort of melodic style. It had a bit of everything. So that was always the yardstick for me. And then the Mortal Coil just sort of was one, like another yard or two in front of that. So it really reset the bar. Yeah, so, so. we went from another band, probably an Aussie band, to, yeah. Not that we're the biased or anything. It sounds like we are. Anyway, look, we've fucking banged on for long enough here. Um, 30 minutes. 30 minutes, boys, that's all right. So you can find us on Twitter at the Bangers List. You can search for the playlist which we are curating at the Bangers List. Like this stuff, it's an at symbol, the Bangers List on Spotify. Check it out. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for coming, Daniel. Anything else you want to say, boys? We'll wrap it up. No, thanks for having me. It's All been a pleasure. Time. Listen to Polaris. Yeah, get on it. Yeah, get on it. Mortal Coil. Buy their shirts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, See you guys. guys.